it's uh, Talk Comics to me time. I'm Cham Champenstein. I'm Cham Cham. I'm Heather. <laughs> and it's, uh, it, it doesn't matter what day it is, but it's Thursday here. It's <laughs> June 30th, 2022. Uh, so if you're listening to us, I hope everything in the future might be better, but it's doubtful. Uh, I will give a pre-warning today because I am going to talk about a lot of gay stuff. Mm-hmm. And I will probably talk about abolition for at least five minutes. Well, you're going to have to with Sabre. <laughs> yeah, so I am just pre-warning anyone who's listening that I am going to have a little little time. We've got gay books today, so you're just going to have to deal with it. If you've got a problem with it, I don't know why you're listening to us. <laughs> yeah. That's all I've got to say on the matter. Yeah, that's true. But, I, you know, if it's not for you, I get it. But I just want to give you... I mean, I am wearing a Protect Trans Youth shirt. And I... I've got Ronald. <laughs> <laughs> a queer icon. So anyway, yeah. Uh, shit's been bad. Things have been awful. Welcome to listening to us talk about comic books to try and make our brains think about anything else. So let's get into it. Go ahead, Heather. Okay. This is Good Boy. This is volume number two, issue number two. This is just John Wick, but told from the opposite end, I guess. Like a reverse John yeah. Wick. Yeah. Human yeah. dies and the dog goes on the rampage, pretty much. Um, I don't really know what else to say about this book mm-hmm. other than that. In the last issue, um, a safe home for all these dogs who have gotten out of the life um just got destroyed everyone killed except for the main guardian uh this goes into more of like the guardian's previous exploits it turns out he was part of like a militia and the rest of his group kind of finds out what happened at the safe haven and they recruit the the main character flint to join them so they can go kill the people who killed all of the the dogs at the safe spot okay so uh still really enjoy this book it's very ridiculous very violent um very silly but it also has like a really weird message about family in it Mm -hmm. so i would recommend this just if you want to have a good time i don't like the fact that there are dead dogs in every issue that kind of upsets me a little bit but i get it yeah for the sake of the story i get it do me do it go ahead yeah, okay go ahead. uh and then i have the ballad of ronan this is issue number two this is um about a girl who is in an orphanage she keeps running away trying to figure out like what happened to her family um turns out the priest who is the only one that she like has any sort of relationship with knows a lot of her like family secrets and he's been trying to protect her this whole time so in this one it's hinted at who this girl actually is but you don't actually know what's what who she is okay in the the first issue there's a whole i don't know if you know anything about like fairies and changelings and stuff like that so basic information yeah so basically like in the first issue the first couple pages a baby is killed but really switched out with a fairy baby so it's that's kind of what it's hinting at is she was switched out as a baby and she is actually a fairy. fairy. Yeah. Okay. So she is told to go Thank to God this place. Aren't real. I know. That's the shit's scary. It freaks <laughs> me out. It's one of my biggest fears. I refuse to have kids because of it. I don't want my baby switched out. <laughs> um, but she is told to go to this location and find someone named Ronan. 
And in my mind, that's who she was switched out with. Okay. So that's pretty much all that's happening. And there's a, a couple really good author's notes in the back um, where the writers of this talk about George Perez and Neil Adams and how they affected them growing up and becoming writers and artists and stuff. Sounds really interesting. Yeah, it was really good. I like that. And another thing that I really like about this book is the end there is always, because it's very heavily influenced by Irish and Celtic mythology. So at the end, there's always like a story explaining what inspired them to write this type of story, mm-hmm. which I think is very interesting because I don't know a lot about Irish and Celtic mythology. So it's pretty good. I do enjoy this book quite a bit. The art is not really my bag, but the story is. So. All right. I get that. Um, so next I have Gender Queer by Maya Kobabe. I hope I am saying that right. I, I looked it up. Um, this is just a memoir uh, by... A? A. A. Uh, and it just talks about her jo- journey with self-identity and, like, gender and being asexual and trying to figure that out throughout your life. It was, it was really, really good. Um, it was nice to read and feel things that like I had also gone through personally and like my feelings with gender so there are a lot of things that were very relatable and I think you will also find things in there that are really relatable and uh this is weird to say on the podcast but I hope it like helps you with like gender stuff and like like understanding like maybe where you're at in that like world too because I know that you're a lot like me and the things you kind of feel and think um like me personally yeah yes yes okay I was like I thought you were talking to me but then I was like wait is this like a general I was listening like yes I know what you're saying yeah no you okay not like you and the audience me personally yeah okay um but yeah I feel like even anyone who may be listening to this it's just an interesting delve into like maybe something you've never thought about and I think for myself it's just yeah something I can really relate to I wish that something like this had existed when I was younger even like 10 years ago mm-hmm. like would have been like really cathartic to read and just it was still really cathartic to read and nice to not nice but because there is still that struggle you know that internal struggle and everything like A went through is different than what I went through, but it's, you can reflect it back. Um, but yeah, I just really, really liked it a lot. And I would suggest it to anybody who especially like is exploring gender and like how they feel about themselves and the complexities of what that can mean to so many different people because it also talks about sexuality and asexuality so so deeply and that's something like I've never thought about myself Mm -hmm. because that is not who I am but it was like a very good oops sorry I don't know who I'm apologizing to apologizing to I just knocked my comic books (laughs) it was just so automatic oops sorry uh but yeah, I it was really like good dive into that and nothing like in my personal experience or like 
people close to me haven't really talked about that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just like general things like from the internet and tweets and people on Tumblr and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I don't know, I feel like I have a better grasp and it was intriguing for me to read and learn. Right. And you do think, because I, for those of you listening, I got it for my youngest sibling who struggles. I don't know if struggling is the right word, but they... It's just exploring. Yeah, like exploring. Trying, trying to figure out just yeah what, like, because gender isn't like a, it, it is a struggle, but it is a lot of like... Learning. Learning mm-hmm. and knowing what that means and also understanding the nuances of what we're mm-hmm. kind of like force-fed throughout life. So, yes. Right. Continue. I was just going to say, my youngest sibling, the last that we discussed this sort of thing, they are very uh, asexual, never had, you know, anything one way or another, mm-hmm. and that's just the way they've always been, like, the 25 years that they have been in my life, that's just how it's always been. So, that was part of the reason why I got that book. I try to get them a lot of, like, queer books, mm-hmm. books about, I don't know trans issues all that kind of stuff because they did not have that stuff when they were younger and I think that's why it took them so long to like figure out who they were and so anytime anything like this comes out I'm like yeah Cecil would love this kind of thing and that's why I get it because I'm the older sister and I want them to yeah be comfortable with who they are and know that other people go through that kind of stuff too yeah and I think this is really perfect for that. And I think, yeah, like I said, I just wish that this representation had been around or at least accessible mm-hmm. in a way that it is. Well, they're trying to ban this book and their Oni Press and the writer is getting sued for obscenity in Virginia. So it might not be as accessible as like I wish it could be to other people. Um, but this takes place in like the early 2000s like 2004 Mm -hmm. on they're still younger than us um so it is easier i think the access is easier and better for younger folks right does it have like a little about the author um i know sometimes they have it in the back i was just curious how old i know they, they were they have a uh, it, it has a uh, note in the back, but it doesn't really say. Like throughout the book, it does like tell their age. Okay, I'll like, just have three to, like, different look. years. Right. So. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Cute, cool, love it. Yep, that's that's all I have to say. I feel like I've I've done enough. Gender queer. Gender is what queer. It's called. Yeah. Sorry if I'm, I did not say that. You did mention it. I'm just okay. saying it again. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Right, I'm ready. Uh, next we have Sins of the Black Flamingo. This is issue number one. This is a very, very gay book. Yeah. It's very gay. It looks so good. It does look so good. Um, a little supernatural crime thriller. Mm-hmm. About a... a gay thief right yeah (laughs) 
This is my favorite page. This is... Yeah, you know what's funny is I was flipping through this earlier because I was like, I asked Wendy if she had read it yet because she had, I saw that she had taken it home. Yeah. And I flipped to that page and she said, no, but that's a but. And I was like, yeah, it's really good. Look at how good this art is. Yeah. And she was like, oh my God, look at that but. Yeah, dude, that was like the main thing in my brain. I was like, ah, oh, shit, that ass is so good. Everyone just looks so good. And like the art is absolutely incredible. Yeah, the art is incredible. I really like the story. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be a little wordy in areas, Mm -hmm. um, but it was still very enjoyable. I liked the little, I guess, twist at the end Mm -hmm. where you kind of think it's just going to be like this normal little heist book and it's not necessarily that. This is actually a really good description of the book. I rob from the rich because the poor have nothing worth taking. I steal magic artifacts from idiots and dilettantes dilettantes i'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it and i put them where they belong so that's pretty pretty much it he he is hired to take back a family heirloom from a group of people yeah and that's what starts our supernatural gay journey it's it's really good yeah i I enjoyed it i liked it a lot quite a bit i did not when I forgot how it was solicited, so when you had texted me two nights ago about it, yeah, mm-hmm. um, I was just like, oh, okay, fuck it, I'll just read it. I I could not remember what it was about at all, and I was like reading it, like, what the fuck is happening in this? I cannot remember. <laughs> but I was like immediately drawn into it because I love that kind of stuff. And again, the art is so good. Yeah, it was yeah, it was just a really good setup for the story mm-hmm. and just laid down the pieces and introduced you into to the characters really well and yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. Stealing from Nazis, I'm into yeah, it. Yeah, no, I thought you would really be into yes. that, honestly. I know you. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so now we have a book by our best friend that was on Substack. This mm-hmm. is Public Domain. This is issue number one. Um, oh, this was on Substack? That's yeah. why it is the way that it is. Okay. I had thought you said something about that, but I was like, there's no ads. There's nothing in it. It starts and ends exactly where it needs to. Yeah, no, that was something I did love is that it started like right on the front cover mm-hmm. and ended on the back cover. And that, that is my jam. Um, so this is a little story about comic book creators and how they can kind of get eaten up by showbiz and stomped her on and forgotten mm-hmm. this is kind of a deep cut for i think comic book fans and yeah. like creators too and yeah anyone who very en- good enjoys the comic book world like thoroughly like without wanting to necessarily like make money but rather like love stories and yeah uh dude's dad is a comic book writer and he does not have any say pretty much in what happens to the rights to his comics, mm-hmm. but it's more than that, and it's also exactly that. Um, it, was, it was really good. Yeah. I, I don't know. This was also one that I like wasn't sure exactly, because I just saw Chip and was like, done, got it, best yeah. friends, got to support him. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really like read into it too much and didn't really know what I was expecting. Like mm-hmm. I knew... But at the same time, it just I didn't know the extent of it. So, very good looking book. Yeah, very reads good very well. Yeah, uh, the art story, mm-hmm. both done by Chip, look 
yeah, they're just really good. I really like I said, just a deep cut for people who are really into comics mm-hmm. and the comic book world. And I think I kind of, <laughs> when I was talking to somebody about it the other day, I said it was just like kind of chip poking at like MCU fans and their own little in its own little way. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not like anybody who I mean, never mind. That sounds rude. Just say it. I love rude. I, well, I just feel like you know. It's not like MCU fans are going to be watch, like reading this necessarily. Like people who are like MCU fans and not comic book fans, right? Okay, I get what you mean. Because I feel like there there is a little crossover, but I feel like the most annoying people who are MCU fans are those people who like yeah don't care about the people who created these like stories mm-hmm. or like you know made these things actually be and no does a disservice to everybody. Yeah, you got to appreciate where it comes from yeah. and how it's made. Sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> you know, I love that kind of stuff. Um, so I have the Oblivion Trials. This is a Source Point Press book, issue number one. This is about a guy who tries to step in between uh, an abusive relationship and he ends up dying. So when he is in... I don't want to say hell necessarily. I'm going to say the river sticks because that's about as far as he got. He is uh, given a choice where he can either go beyond and just not exist anymore or he can go through the oblivion trials, which if he wins, he will be given like one thing, which his whole goal is he wants to make sure that his family is protected since he's no longer there to take care of them. Okay. Um... <laughs> it was all right. Yeah. I don't care too much for it. I did. I prefer the art when he's dead. I like the colors a lot more. The story happened in a very weird kind of. It, it felt like when you're reading in a car and you hit the brakes too soon. <laughs> like it just felt very staggered, I guess. It, it was. It was all right. I just. I like stories about people dying and so i was like cool this will be cool Mm. and being in hell and i was like sick this will be really cool and it just wasn't okay i am going to read the next one i think there's only going to be like five or six issues but i am going to read the next one to see because i'm i'm curious to see exactly what the oblivion trials are uh, it reminds me of in Dragon Ball Z when Goku dies for the first time, he has to go down the snake road and he runs in through all these obstacles and stuff. That's kind of what it reminds me of and that's why I'm interested. Okay. But otherwise, I just don't, okay. I just don't really care. No. <laughs> but we'll see. You know, I, I might be being too harsh I don't right know, when now. you have like a fat stack like we do, like yeah. it's kind of like, well... Is this really interesting? Yeah, and I don't think I'm interested enough in it. I did take it off my poll and just special order the second issue. Um, Because I'm learning. I'm learning. One step, one comic book at a time. And like almost five years later. Same with this one. I got maybe a few pages into this and I don't know why I ordered it. Yeah, I was just saying. I was telling you, bro, when I saw that, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, and it's like I said to you like yesterday. I just see Thor and I'm like, cool, I'm getting it. And then I don't really necessarily care about Mm -hmm. it. And that was my issue with this. This is Thor Lightning and Lament issue number one. I just don't really, I don't know. I just wanted like a Thor story that I cared about anymore because I'm not getting that. Yeah. 
It's a lot. Yeah. It's, um, and I am going to say, there's a lot of words in there. I appreciate this artist, but I am not a fan of this artist. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Maybe not on that book necessarily. No. And everybody I, looks so big. Yeah. Like everybody's fucking huge. I get it. They're gods, but like, why are they so just like, and maybe I'll read it one day. I just like, I don't know. I just don't, I feel bad for getting it. <laughs> I feel bad for being like, yeah, I'll give this a chance. I gave two pages a chance and then I just I mean, set it down. That's a college try. Yeah. So yeah. And I'm not even sure if this is just like a one shot or if there's going to be more. I did not look into it at all. Yeah, I don't remember. I could I not feel, find it I on f- my poll. I feel like it, maybe it was just a one shot then. It might be. I'll, I'll take another Gander. look into it. Yeah, but I don't know. Tired of wasting my time. <laughs> All right. Uh, something that was not a waste of my time was Ghost Cage. <laughs> this is issue number three. This is the last issue, so this wraps up the little, little story. Uh, it was really good. I really like the way this, like, came to a conclusion. Um, I love the art, like, in the black and white colors and um, the way this, the pacing of the story like was really interesting and like said it had reminded me a lot of an anime but it kind of looks like it or like a manga Mm -hmm. um yeah it was really great i i would highly suggest like grabbing the first three issues or picking up the trade whenever it comes out Mm because it was top notch just a little story about corporations being shitty honestly like corporations and the heads of them taking advantage of their employees taking advantage of like the people around them polluting the earth and you know just a few people trying to fight them and save the world in its own way okay i like that yeah it was just it was really interesting i really liked it and i had a really like heartwarming like end Mm -hmm. so yeah, it was. I read all the rest of my comics today because I only got a few read on Tuesday, um, and then I read all of Gender Queer last night. And yeah, that book you know, made me feel really good when I finished it. I was like, yeah, this is like I love. This is why I like comic books. Mm-hmm. The like, fact that it was only three issues mm-hmm. too, like that's awesome. And yeah, each issue was like pretty big, like not huge, but bigger. Um, but it still had just like a lot come in those three issues in a very like well-told story mm-hmm. okay very good i think i might read the trade when it comes out yeah i would say or i can yeah let you borrow the issues mm-hmm. whatever yeah either way uh la, last next we have the last issue of seven secrets this is number 18 mm-hmm. this just wraps up our little story of casper wraps up real fast yeah very fast you get um knowledge on what all of the secrets are and how they came into play with the story and how Caspar was involved with it Eamon's whole thing yeah it was a in the end kind of a disappointing story with like how strong like the first few issues were mm-hmm. um where I feel like that first story arc was a really strong like first story arc yeah and then it kind of like dwindled from there um like we, like I had said to you before we started recording, I really think it was an issue of pacing. Mm-hmm. Like the pacing wasn't quite right. Um, the art was great though. Every single issue, of the art was wonderful. Mm-hmm. I always liked looking at the book. 
Um, the story was just kind of at that point, like by this point in the end, it was very meh for me. Yeah. I was ready for it to end. Yeah. No, I agree. It, um, there were parts of it that I was like satisfied with, but at the same time, like overall, I, I just, yeah, I did not feel like that was a very strong ending for how much we were getting originally. Mm-hmm. It feels like it was meant to be more issues, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't sell as well, but even if that was the case, I just don't know if it could have even held on like that much longer mm-hmm. yeah. without just being like, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> or, like, like just we're done. Get, we're done. Get to the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If the ending could have just come like a little, f- a few more issues earlier, and then given it like a couple more issues to the end, and taken a little bit of the middle mm-hmm. out. It's fair. I agree. All right. So <laughs> let's go on to our next disappointing ending. This is Batman Catwoman. This is issue number 12. Um, I don't know what I expected from this, but it wasn't this. <laughs> uh, it just wrapped up. And honestly, it just felt like a waste of my time. Mm-hmm. I don't. Part of me does want to go back and read all the issues and see if there was like maybe something I missed that was like, oh, this is. This is something, but yeah, this was just, I, I kind of get that this was Tom King doing like a romance story, um, but it was kind of garbage. <laughs> like yeah. as a whole, like the story was garbage. None of it really mattered. Uh, it could have been like four issues. The wedding dress on the cover just really gets me. Yeah. Like, why? It's like kind of see-through in yeah. a way. I don't know. There, like, I don't know. There were parts that I really did enjoy. Not about this issue necessarily, but throughout the story, there were parts that I liked, and there were parts that I like loathed. But I just think overall, this this made me laugh. Yeah, this the made way- me laugh out loud. Like it was like, come, I've got to take off my shirt. We got to go look in this mirror, and yeah. like the way she's like behind him. The way just he's like, like yeah. parting his legs. It's too. just comical. There's something I want you to see. Also, in like the mirror. how like. How, like, she would have to be, like, where is she? I have no idea. Like, the length of her torso would have to be insane. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, this was not a very good series to read. And I've, (laughs) I did not like it. I did not like it. I did not care about the end. I did not. Honestly, I wish that the twist that I had thought where Joker was actually the father of, like, there had been an affair, that would have been more interesting. (laughs) That would have been so good. Like, just, like, the fact that they were friends in this weird way that wasn't, like, it was weird. It really didn't have anything to do with the story. Yeah, and it was also, like, weird, oddly, like, sexually, like, tension Mm -hmm. for no reason. That's Mm -hmm. why I was just like, well, of course it had to do with, like, when do they bang? (laughs) Yeah, that's like, well, of course that's where my brain's gonna go. Yeah. And then Tom King did not give that me that me that he just gave me well Catwoman kills him and she's like I fucking know you showed me I don't care I don't like all things lead to bat cat wedding apparently and yeah. that's not what any of us wanted even though that's what was sold to us from the beginning <laughs> yeah I just wanted the bangs and I didn't even get enough of that yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. all I got was just 
too many clay man asses during parts that were supposed to be serious and I couldn't take seriously because of like just asses. Mm -hmm. Too many spread legs that like didn't make sense. Too many long weird shaped bodies like costumes that were just strange. Mm -hmm. The only good part of that Liam Sharp's issues which also in the long run don't make any sense. No they were so good though. (laughs) Like it's just I, I get the point of what the story was and the mm-hmm. fact that it was like a long con by Catwoman and Phantasma. Phantasm. Phantasm. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that. But I, it wasn't good. No. So there you go. There's our review. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that out of me. But, um, no, that makes sense. You've been holding on to that for 12 issues. Now. I have been holding yeah. on for it for 12 issues. And, and a special. I, and a special, and I like the special, and there are, like I said, there are aspects of it I like. Most of it I did not mm-hmm. like. Uh, the Joker, when he was in the the, the vault, mm-hmm. that was good. Like, good and bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there, there were definitely parts of it that I did like, but I just think overall, maybe I just don't care enough about their relationship. I just don't care enough about it the way this was told. Yeah. Like, it could have been way more interesting... Uh, it just, yeah, it just really lacked. I mean, she just kept making references to her fucking pussy and we didn't see anything. Like, <laughs> I also just hate, like, and no offense to this book either, I, straight up offense, all of the Christmas songs. Yeah, what the fuck did that have to do with anything? <laughs> it was just like, Why was that part of the story at all? Because, the, like, three issues took place around Christmas? Yeah, it's just, uh, anyway, that's a book we read, Batman Catwoman. Yeah. Thanks, Tom King. Thanks so much, my friend. (laughs) All right, this is, sorry, I have to look at this, uh, Spider-Man 2099 Exodus issue number three. Um, I actually did not get around to this because I forgot about it, but the other two issues, um, each issue deals with a different... I don't want to call them villains. I've been saying that, but they're not necessarily villains. They're just bad guys and how they deal with certain situations in the future that all lead to this one event that is happening. So, okay. I'm not sure who is in this one. The Avengers are. It says Avengers, yep. Yep. It says it on the corner of the... Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> I was pretending that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, did it say um, it in the But yeah, story? I feel like this... Yeah, it's definitely Avengers. But yeah, I will I will read this actually because I have been considering I don't Mountain? know anything about this. I have been enjoying No, I guess that's looks like a mummy. Oh, I was like I can't tell, yeah, Moon Knight. So, yeah, it looks like a mummy, so yeah, <laughs> that would make sense. Um but yeah, no, I have been enjoying these stories um quite a bit and I am curious to see like how they come together. Come together, yeah. Oh, God, I thought that was part of the story. I was like, what? That's a completely different art. But yeah, Avengers. It's got Amora in it, who you know how much I love Enchantress. I think she's fantastic. I love when she's a baddie. Um, But yeah, that's it. That's it. It says, next, caught in the web of the Black Widow. So the next one's Black Widow. Cute. Cute, 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 cute. Versus Hawkeye, round 2099. So I will be back for that. (laughs) Uh, okay, so I have Swamp Thing. This is issue number 14. It's this, getting there. It's getting to then. There's only two more issues. Uh, I still really like this book, but there's a lot going on. Julian sent me a picture of, like, one page 
that was very good. It might be the like one of the last pages. Was it this? I mean, this page. Yeah, it was yeah. that one. Um, yeah, this is Swamp Thing, and he is talking to a being, um, and he's working kind of with Green Lantern or Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. Um, and yeah, we're getting toward, towards the end, so I don't, I don't really want to spoil it. I do. Uh, want to go back and read the whole story as a as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did go back before this issue when I had to catch up and read like three issues, but it's still like coming back to this. I was like, what in the hell is going on right now? Mm-hmm. So there is a lot going on that I just have to try and remember. So I feel like reading it all at once will be helpful. Yeah. Um, who writes that one? Um, Ram. Ram, okay. Yes, it's Ram, Ram V, um... God. Hawkins? Perkins. Perkins. Mike Perkins, um, Mike Spicer, and Aditya Bidikar doing the letters. And, um, Aditya Bidikar did just announce on Twitter that they're going to be taking a hiatus from lettering comics, like, for a while. Um, they have, like, the projects they're finishing out, and then... What are they going to be doing? Um, Do we not get them? <laughs> <laughs> I know that he's working on, like, other, like, writing projects and stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, just needs, like, a little break, and it's a big bummer. Yeah. Like, I'm really bummed out when I saw the tweet. It was like, well, damn it, that sucks. Like, because that's one of my favorite letters, um, and most of my books, like, yeah. are lettered by uh, him, and it's just, I get it, and I hope, I, you know, I wish him all the best. Not that hope to see you soon. <laughs> Not that he's listening, but, yeah, it's a huge bummer. It's, like, some books that I, like, think about, like, his lettering in, like, like Department of Truth, right? Mm-hmm. Like, instance, like, I just don't know, like... I know the book will still be good, but I feel like it just won't be as good. Right. Um, but it's fine. People need to rest. People need, like, time, and I respect that. And I respect people who know, like, their limits and can, like, you know, if they can take care of themselves and do other projects that they, like, feel, like, strongly about. I, mm-hmm. I feel like some people need to, and they just don't. Yeah, yeah. So... Hopefully, good things come out of this for, for Ditya. Fingers crossed, yes. All right, so next we have uh, Buffy97. This is a little one-shot, I guess. Mm-hmm. About a catalog witch. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. I kind of wish this is what, like, other issues of Buffy were like, but I also don't. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, and we but, have said this about one other, like, I think the last Vampire Slayer, they really, I feel, I personally feel like they captured the voice of Buffy, like, when she talks in here, like, mm-hmm. I can picture her from the show saying this yeah. stuff, like, yeah. I think Jeremy Lambert did a really good job, like, writing them. Yeah, I like the art a lot, like, mm-hmm. I like the colors a ton, honestly, yeah. I think that was, like, one of the things I liked the most out of this book, um... Yeah, it was like, like I said, I didn't like it at first, like when I first started reading it, but then I actually went back and read it all the way through, and I I enjoyed it quite a bit. I, I had a lot of fun with it. I think it's Spike. Yeah. There's a lot of Spike in this. Yeah. 
who we know is the best character. That's true. And a lot of Giles learning how to bowl. So Yeah, which was also great. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, just a little Buffy story. Mm-hmm. They did a really good job. It's it's a, thicker than a normal book, too. So. And not seven ninety nine thick, but... No, it's not, but it costs fine. 7 dollars so <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, deal with it. Um, so next we have Mindset. This is issue number one. This is a book by Zach Kaplan and... Uh, God damn it, John J. John Pearson. Pearson, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said I want to say John J. John Pearson, um, and you get to say Hassan Atzmain El Hau. Because last time I felt like I did a good job. So um, this is the first issue, and this was a good team. This just was a very dense book. Yeah, it's very, very dense. It's just a, about a guy who accidentally discovers mind control. Yeah, yeah. Um, it starts kind of in the future, and then he starts filling in like what happened in the past. And I, it was really interesting. I, I do feel like it was a little wordy in parts. Um, I felt like there, it was really ambitious with like the panels and like the art itself, mm-hmm. which I really liked. I thought like that aspect of the story was like very interesting. Like what like was going on with that like the art and the panels Mm -hmm. um the story was interesting i just we'll have to see it is it is a lot to take in um i myself am not a nerd so uh i don't know if you can say that i don't think i can but i'm gonna pretend it was it was a lot and there were times like i didn't feel like i really understood what was going on because there was so much wording like every time i thought i had a handle on it i I would get confused by what would happen next so it's you really have to pay attention to what is being said in that book unfortunately Mm -hmm. like you cannot drift while you're reading and you have to just pay attention yeah i think because i sat down and like read it without like on wednesday morning Mm -hmm. so i didn't really have any distractions or anything and i was like yeah fully focused in on it and i still like i had to set it down at one point because i was just like there's it's a lot so much um i don't know if you could have extended it into two issues but i feel like if you had made uh like a issue and a half like a little bit longer Mm -hmm. um because i feel like sometimes the words took up the pages a little much and like the art which was unfortunate like not that like the lettering or anything was poor it was just it's just a lot yeah it's, it's a, lot. a lot and when you turn to a page and you're just like there is a paragraph two paragraphs worth of writing on this page it can be a little daunting mm-hmm. and that's just the end of it yeah <laughs> it, it was good and i did enjoy it um i would suggest it for people who do like sci-fi stuff uh, probably people who like like 1984, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it is very sci-fi thick. <laughs> so, go ahead. Um, I have X-Force. This is issue number 29. This is just X-Force trying to take down Cere- Cere- I can never remember how to... Cerebrax, who one of the Cerebro units it has become sentient, and so they are trying to oh, take damn. it down. Um the Kid Omega is the one who is kind of headlining this issue since he knows that he is able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, they get a lot of help from 
Omega, though, which I think is really cool. Um, Omega Red. Omega Red, yes. There's a lot of Omegas in this, I'm sorry. That's what it is. Omega Red, yeah. He has been kind of working in the background with Sage to heal and become a part of Krakoa and to learn how to ask for help and stuff, which I I thought that was a really good good. part of this because he doesn't know, he doesn't feel like he needs help, but there's this conversation between Sage and Omega Red that is, is very, very good. So he is helping... Kid Omega um, take down Cerebrax, and it's just really good. I actually really enjoyed this. It's very good. Um, but yeah, some wild stuff happens in this <laughs> issue. Like the last few pages of it, just like kind of like what happened with me when I read Knights of X. Was that last week or the week? Be- it would have been last the week, week before. Was that? Oh, was it? Was it? No, yeah, it was last week. Yeah. Either way, either way. I feel like it has been the last couple weeks where I've gotten texts from that stuff. Um, But yeah, I kind of, when I read that, the ending of that, I had the same reaction to this one. And I, not that I don't care about these characters, but I don't care for them as much as I do for other ones. So when things were happening in here, Mm -hmm. it was shocking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's all. All right. Um, I have Sabretooth. This is issue number four. Um, this book is so good. Uh, like, I really do feel like it is one of the best, like, X books I've read in a very long time. Like, I know I've said that about a lot of books recently, but Mm -hmm. this is, this is really, really good. Uh, this was also supposed to come out May 11th. I was, I thought it had been a while. (laughs) Yeah, it had been a really long time, but, um, so this... Kind of goes back in time because it's happening during X lives and X deaths because they're mentioning like seeing Wolverine uh, walk around or being running around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this issue, it starts out by like with a quote by Ida B. Wells, so that was interesting, and then just kind of goes into the story about um, the character. His name is third eye he's basically bringing everybody um who was in the pit back to life because one of the characters basically destroyed everybody and all of their chains um and he's able to kind of like save them and this story like also talks about how the word of Sabretooth is kind of getting out and what has happened with him and how he's been just kind of thrown into this pit and how these people are kind of all just kind of forgotten about. It also discusses, there's a X-log page where it talks about everybody's crime and what they did um, and why they were thrown into the pit. And so that was, that page was really, really interesting. and Because they didn't really do anything wrong. Yeah, exactly. It's just, like, it's just kind of, like, real life when you really, like, kind of break it down and think about, like, people being put into prisons and, like, what that means for them. Um, And it talks about even Sabretooth and how, like, what he was thrown into the pit for was kind of something that was, like, asked for from him. Mm -hmm. And he went out and did that, yet was punished for it. Um, and kind of how 
even the worst of the worst, we are not given this chance to give, we're not giving them the chance, even in this world where like, we're talking about doing other things. Um, sorry, I, I wanna, there's one that I really wanted to talk about because I thought it was really interesting, especially with a lot of stuff that's going on right now too. Um, Third Eye is the one, this is kind of uh, his log, and he talks about what law he broke, and he broke the first law, make more mutants. <clears throat> And he did that by looking at the future and seeing, like, all the mutants that, like, were being created um, without care and the, you know, the kids that were being left behind, uh, which we kind of see in, like, what, Way of X, like, two or three. Um, And just basically, like, how, like, what kind of lives would those kids have because you're kind of just like leaving them to be forgotten and you know you would hope that Krakoa being this island meant for mutants and supposed to be this beautiful place should have better social structures than like the United States government um and the world like we put forth and to be like a beautiful paradise that it should be um but obviously that is not the case (laughs) uh so, like, that I, that was something I really thought was interesting. Um, so, he had basically told other mutants, like, you know, maybe you should think about these things. And mutants, like, life, like, the producing went down, like, 20% or something. And so, that's why they were put into the pit. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was just, it was really interesting. I, I do want to read, like, a little part of it because I thought it was really good. Um, and it says, so what did we do? I'm going to tell you what law we really broke. We didn't know our place. And maybe that's all the enforcement and law enforcement turns out to be. A way to tell you who gets punished and who gets away with a smile and a seat on the quiet council. Um, so yeah, I just like, I really love this story. Like I said to you, I just really feel like anyone who reads it should be radicalized because it is a lot about abolition and harm done to people and how that harm kind of turns around and you know ruins their lives and puts them in positions where they're like harming other people and being put into positions to continue that harm and it's an endless endless cycle and even in a place that is supposed to be you know perfect and for everyone it's not the case um and you know you really should care about everyone and be willing to like go that extra mile to like figure out what that means for like your communities and your people saber tooth everyone <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's it's weird like taking so much out of this book and being like this is a book about saber tooth like this is gonna be just you know, Sabretooth being an asshole. And it is Sabretooth being an asshole, but, like, at its core, and I think, you know, and I know I've been rambling about this, and I'll stop. I promise. But, like, especially within the last few months, I've just been reading a lot of, like, abolitionist stuff, and I've been listening to, like, a podcast, and it's really, like, easy to see, like, what this story is doing and what it's telling you, and... I love that. Like, I love that. I love seeing, like, being like, I, I hate this dude. I've always hated this dude. He's not a good person, but that's not, 
That's not necessarily all it is. Right. That doesn't mean he doesn't get that, another choice. Or yeah, it doesn't chance. mean. Yeah, and it doesn't mean he doesn't deserve like care or like help or just like you know that like he doesn't deserve to be thrown into like a pit and just like for forgo- however long. Yeah, and just forgotten about. Like that is truly not it. Um, so yeah, it is wild reading this book and just being like, yeah, this should definitely make people think about like abolition. And if you're just reading it, like, I don't know how you're not feeling that way because that's what this book is about. Right. It's about breaking those systems that like continually like keep people trapped in spots where they're not seen and just like oppressed. Sabertooth. Sabertooth, <laughs> number four. Yeah, number four. I mean, I got that out of, like, the two issues that I read. I think, yeah. I think I just read the first two. And I think, like, number three also just, like, it delves into interesting stuff and, like, how people think. And, yeah, it's just, it's a good story. I'm amazed every issue. How many is it supposed to be? I think five. Five? That makes sense. Yeah, I feel like there's only one more. All right. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Let's talk about how corrupt our government is. This is <laughs> Department of Truth. This is issue number 19. Um, this is just Cole and how everything that's happening is affecting his relationship with his partner. Yeah. And how easily his partner can get sucked into it as well. Yeah. And this kind of has a little twist. Mm-hmm. That was a cute little yeah, twist. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Yep. Um good yeah, as always as always i mean in department of truth is always a good book like this issue was really great i felt like it was less confusing than the last issue mm-hmm. it was very straightforward yeah it helped me also understand what happened in the last issue yeah um i always suggest this book to people i i definitely think it's something you should read and yeah something that is just discussing how shitty our government is it discusses how shitty anyone who tries to control the narrative of the world is Mm -hmm. um and how easy it is to just get lost in it and sucked into whatever you're being told yeah it just shows how like malleable people can be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah sorry everybody (laughs) terrible (laughs) uh so next we have what's the furthest place from here this is issue number seven this starts a new story arc Mm -hmm. and this does what i've wanted it to do for like at least three issues, which I knew was coming. It just goes back in time and kind of shows you, it's showing you how we got to where we were in the beginning mm-hmm. of the story. Without giving too many answers. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, just kind of, it's starting the whole Apo- background. Let's say apocalypse. Yeah. Like, um, I really like this issue a lot. Oh, yeah, I love it. We got Josh Hickson on art. Absolutely love him. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just very, this is just a very good story. Yeah. I do like how this, uh, it's part of the story, but we're not getting this the characters that we're used to. Yeah, and that's, honestly, I almost like this more. <laughs> Which I, is, it was one of those things when I read this issue, I was like, I like this more than any other issue that I've read, I think. Yeah. 
Like, not that that any other issue's been bad, but it's just not been this good. Yeah. It really just... uh, I like the mystery behind this, uh, because it's starting to explain everything with, again, without giving too much Mm -hmm. of it away. And I am... I'm into it. I'm curious. I'm excited. This was a really, really good issue. I liked it a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely drew me back in, because I've been kind of like, I need Mm -hmm. you to, like, Like, get get to it. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You you get it. This is a gay book. This is uh, Marvel Voices Pride number one. This technically came out last week, but this variant for some reason came out this week. I just got it because it's uh, Loki. It's all the Lokis. Um, this just like every other Marvel Voices is just several stories about queer characters within the Marvel Universe. Um, I really only read the first story because... I just, I've read these before. Like, I've mm-hmm. read Marvel Voices, but this first story is Loki is a prisoner. He's been captured, so he's trying to get a hold of all the young Avengers and stuff, and it turns out he wasn't captive at all. It's just no one was answering his phone calls, and he missed them. So he just wanted to... He That okay. was the only way he could get them all back together, which is sad for him. Yeah. But, yeah. No one answered his phone calls, so he had to pretend get caught so that everyone would come save him so he could have lunch with them. That was a very low-key thing to do, but that's yeah. it. <laughs> okay. I have variants number one. And this is a Jessica Jones mystery. Um, the art is by Phil Noto, and the story is by Gail Simone. And I got it because I just love that Phil Noto art mm-hmm. so much. It is so good. I did... I did peruse the issue i read through it i didn't none of it really made any sense to me but i was curious um i am gonna read the second issue because i am curious what the fuck is happening because it Mm -hmm. made sense but then definitely did not make sense Mm -hmm. um i do not know why there are multiple jessica joneses and i would like to know um we're in the multiverse era (laughs) of marvel yeah well i mean we yeah we are (laughs) But I really like this just because, I don't know, I really, I think it is art, the art, the story was interesting because Jessica's getting ready to get married to Luke Cage, Um, Daredevil asks her to attend the uh, hearing of another woman who had been previously controlled by the Purple Man, and she's trying to basically make her case of like, why she killed her family because she was being controlled by the purple man and she has a meeting with jessica jones and is like well the purple man who can control your brain uh left like a basically like a sleeper agent in this woman's brain Mm -hmm. and it started on the anniversary of like when she had met the purple man okay that makes sense and this takes off when like that meeting is like the day of or the day before like jessica jones is having her anniversary of like meeting the purple man and when that happens and then that's when she starts meeting multiple different versions of herself Yes, 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 yes. It It made more sense when you explained it to me like that because I was like, I don't know what this means. I don't know who Purple Man is. I don't, I've never read Jessica Jones. I've never read any of that. So I didn't know who the characters were. I know their names. (laughs) Yeah, he controls brains and like that's his whole gig is like he had controlled Jessica for like a period of time. Like, and 
she fought against him and um okay. yeah it's it looks really good it looks really good i don't know like i said i just don't know if i'm actually interested in the story or if it is just like me being like oh yeah that art is so great mm-hmm yeah, the colors are really good. Really like, yeah, it's, it's just, just a really good looking mm-hmm, book. Mm-hmm. And it was like fun and interesting. And so I'm just like, well, I'll, I'll give it another issue at mm-hmm. least. All right. Well, I'll probably read the second one when it comes because I am, I'm curious. Yeah. I just want to know. This is Pentagram of Horror. This is issue number two. It's just, um, just a little satanic horror story. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, there's really, really nothing to like, there's nothing to it. It's just... I like the art in the story, and I like the color, like the blue colors that mm-hmm. were in it. Um, I don't know if I like the story a bunch. It It's kind of, like, I don't get it. Yeah. You know? Like, it is, it's like I said, it's just a story. I don't understand, I don't get it. Like, I just don't understand, like, okay, but, like, what is, what is this? It just feels like a, like, one of those sea horror movies where it's just, like, kind of going for that like gore mm-hmm. aspect of it where it's just like okay there's these satanists and then they just all sacrifice themselves and in the end it just brings about the creature that brings out the destruction of the earth like it's mother <laughs> yeah it's i think that like the thing with the first one it was very like hellraiser-esque mm-hmm. but this is very like much exactly like those movies i just mm-hmm. described that do exist and i can't like name one off the top of my head that like hits that aspect but i know they're there um yeah any any sort of movie with like a satanic ritual that brings forth forth destruction destruction yeah yeah um i do like the i did like the first issue a lot i didn't hate this um but i do hope that like the next issue is a little more like creative yeah because that's like I'm curious to see, like, I know it's supposed to be, like, an anthology of some sort while still being connected. Connected, yes. So I'm curious to see, like, once the other, because I think it's only three issues, like, once the next issue, even mm-hmm. if it's not once the next mm-hmm. issue comes out, like, I am just curious to see, like, I thought it's how it's they all, it is five? Yeah. Okay. How they all connect. Where does it say that? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I want to see, like, how they're all connected. I do... Yeah, like the art a whole lot. I like the way the book feels, mm-hmm. like physically. Yeah, the so book yeah. physically does feel good. That's how I feel about all Black Caravan books. Every time I get one, I'm like, "Fuck, this feels great." Yeah, agreed, agreed. Okay, you ready for this? Yeah. Heather, ready? Billion, <laughs> eight billion genies. I, I did that last time. Yeah, too. you did. Uh, eight billion genies off the wall. I read it by buying it. Uh, this is issue number two. This was just picked up by amazon prime uh for like some universe and tv show or movie and tv Mm -hmm. show business um it's just about an event that happens in the world each person is granted a genie who will give them one single wish um and it's just you know the immediate effects of like these wishes yeah. yeah um I guess over the next like six issues we'll get to see like what happens over time with the wishes that are made and who hasn't made wishes and how it affects them and all that kind of stuff so and we're following like a main group of people who are all in one bar and the bartender immediately wished that no wishes uh, would affect anyone inside the bar Mm -hmm. 
but some, they would be like safe in there and protected yeah. and stuff. So, but somehow people are still able to make wishes inside the bar that mm-hmm. come true, which I did not feel like. Well, I think it's because it doesn't affect the safety of them within the bar. Okay, because I think that was like the main thing was like if something bad were to happen, they would be excluded okay. from it. So I was wondering about that too, but I think the the way that he worded it made it seem like as long as it was like outside. a benign wish that well, wouldn't and I think affect it, I anyone think else. it was also like outside the bar. Right. So I guess, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I did really like it. I also, like, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I just don't feel like it can hold its weight really. Mm-hmm. Like that first issue was fun, but I think that's really all you need. Mm-hmm. Because I know how human beings act. Yeah, and now it's just going to be like a post-apocalyptic thing where now we're going to have a cult soon. Yeah, we're just, yeah. There's just, I don't think it's bad. I think it'll just do a trajectory that makes, like, perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's just a book about genies. Yeah. Yeah, but we know how genies are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is DC vs. Vampire Killers. This is just Harley Quinn making her way through the world of vampires after they took over Gotham, the world, you know? Yeah. She's living in a house with Catwoman and they're looking after each other. Um, Commissioner gives her, gives Harley something that could potentially save the people who are left. Um, So she's trying to figure out what to do with that and why it was given to her. Yeah. I hated the art in this book. I hated the art in this book. I absolutely <laughs> I, did. I, I feel really bad for saying that. Yeah, but I, I love these stories. Like, I love these versus Vampire mm-hmm. stories, but I did not like this art in it at all. It was weird to me. I didn't like the shapes of the people. Yeah, I didn't, like, and I know there's two different artists. I did not like either of the artists, Yeah, like, there's just... Yeah, it was not, and like I said, I don't, I can't draw, so that's still unfair of me to say, but I hated it. It did, like, really, like, when I first started reading it, I was like, I don't know if I can fucking read this book. Yeah, it's just, like I said, this, yeah, I, I did not, I'm glad you thought that, too, because I did not, I did not like it. It made me uncomfortable. I was trying not to look at the art. I was just trying to read what they were saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, yeah, the story was really interesting. I liked that aspect of it, yeah, mm-hmm. but it was just a... Uh, it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so next we have Batman Detective. This is issue number 1061. Uh, this just wraps up the, what the fuck was the storyline? The Riddler storyline, mm-hmm. which I don't remember the title for what it was called. Riddle Me This. Where does it say that? Near the uh, end, of yeah, course. Yeah, the end. Um, title makes sense. Just wraps up that story. You learn that uh, Carolyn Don- Donovan wasn't exactly who like she seems. Um yeah, I really, I liked it. I, yeah. f- I wish it had at least, like, a, one more issue. Yeah, it did seem to happen, like, really fast, and I feel like that's been the, the common theme throughout <laughs> our comics this week, was, like, when things have ended, it's happened really fast, and they should have taken their time with it. Although, I don't know what they could have necessarily done differently. It just, yeah, did seem It just was like, very oh, fast. this is done. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't think it'd be done already. Um, and then the Gotham Girl Interrupted story also ends, and I really liked that a lot. Yeah, it was good. Um, I like the art. I like the way the story ended. I like the mystery of it. And yeah, two pretty good stories. Mm-hmm. And yeah, next detective starts the Ram story, so super excited. Ah, oh gosh. Uh, and so lastly, we have X-Men Red. This is issue number four. 
Uh, this is a little political thriller right now. Yep, there's uh, things that are happening in the universe that affect the X-Men and everyone else. So, yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a lot that goes on in here at the same time where it's just like, there's a lot of beats. There's a lot of discussions. Um, yeah. The story with... What, what was he keeps calling himself wrong slide but that's not what his name is uh, landslide landslide yeah <laughs> the the conversation that sun sunspot yeah has with wrong, wrong slide, slide i thought was really really good mm-hmm. um that was why i was texting you about gambit last night because i was like well fuck how is he gonna come back like yeah. what's gonna happen to him like he's got a wife and like three cats <laughs> Yeah, I just, uh, I really like this issue a lot. I, I'm i excited for the next issue, which I'm pretty sure is a Judgment Day issue. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. This has been really, really good. I've been really enjoying X-Men Red. Uh, I had a lot of feelings about it before it came out because I was like, I've already read X-Men Red. That was 12 issues of my life, and I loved it. But I don't need another X-Men Red. But this is completely different, obviously. Um... But yeah, I love Magneto in this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like, don't know when I don't ever like Magneto, but I really like him in this. Yeah, this one. I think I like him in every story. I like a lot, like everybody in the story besides like the people that actually like kind of suck. Mm-hmm. I, Which I think is a very vague statement, and I love that because that's how I feel too. <laughs> well, it's mainly like Ab- Abigail Brand is yeah, like the worst. Um, what's his name? I hate. Who's oh who died? What's his fucking face? Havoc? No, was it Havoc? I don't remember. I know it was a Summers, right? It was a Summers. It's not Havoc. Yeah, I don't, I don't care about the Summers family, so like I don't remember. <laughs> I'm gonna be that person. I genuinely don't care about that family. I mean, I know they say it like right in the beginning. They do, because. Uh, well, shout. We'll figure it out. Yeah, someday. Some we'll tell you. Yeah. But yeah, those two are the worst, and I hate them. At least in this story. Mm-hmm. Nope, not Roberta. Yeah, like I said, it's, whatever, it's too Whatever, far. whatever, whatever. It's a summers. The summers <laughs> that dies. Um, but that's it. That's all we got. Yeah. So, we're done. I hope you have a great day. I hope you go support your local comic book shops, your local libraries, your local abortion funds. Do what you um, can to protect the fucking people you love. Yeah, that's really it. Uh, right now, it's like we're basically fighting for our lives. We're going to die in a world of fire and smoke and smog. Um, but at least we have each other, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll keep doing this as long as we can. Yeah. We just got to get paid a little bit more money so that I can afford my comics once I can't afford them anymore. Uh, so, yeah, we love you. We take care of each other uh, right now, especially because shit sucks. Check in on your friends, especially people you know that are, are probably having the worst time ever right now. 2022. Just pass it on time. Uh, and we will we'll see you on the flippy flip. Bye. We love you.